Welcome back to the Subtweets and Therapy Podcast, the podcast with no theme, only words. I'm Julian. And I'm Jared. In this week's episode, we talk about a whole bunch of things from Lil Uzi Vert to college loans to sports. Lots and lots of sports. Also, we have a new guest appearance. The boy Matt Powell is with us this week. I'm so happy to be here. And on that weird note, enjoy the episode. So at first i wanted to talk about this whole brooklyn nets thing from last night where kevin durant they said he couldn't play because of covid stuff and then he ended up playing and then he got pulled out again but then i saw this no pun intended gem of a story that involves lil uzi oh my god no a 24 million dollar jewel (laughs) implanted in his forehead Bro, what was he thinking? Why? Man turned himself into vision. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I cannot talk about this. (laughs) I swear it, dog. If Thanos gets wind of this, he's going to die. Bro, if I get wind of Lil Uzi Vert being in my neighborhood, I'm going to turn into Thanos. And the thing is, like, they said if it was pulled out in the wrong way, he could just die, right? Oh, I didn't know (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so he's. I've been saying he's one bad hoodie takeoff away oh. from killing himself. He's just sitting there. Life's life's going rough for it. Well, you know, I'm not gonna make that joke. No, no. <laughs> he's know. like, I'm gonna do it, and he just takes his yeah, hood. He's and just they're like, don't do it, and he's like, yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> Bro, he's one like sleepy morning while washing his face away from killing himself. That's like, what I'm bro, saying. Just push the thing right out. He could literally be sleeping and it get caught on a piece of his bed, oh and my, that's yep. it. Oh my! He'd be God. walking. He could be walking to his closet, bending down to pick up a shoe, and then just hit his head on something and then snap. And that's it. Done. That's it. Just doing. I was just thing. like, why? Why would you do that? Imagine having $24 million to just blow like that. I just, I can't even begin to fathom that. Like, what? how can you that's allow yourself to waste that type of money like that? <laughs> like, the thing, too, is that's really risky because it's $24 million. I don't Very like walking risky. to a store with money in my hand. Right? And this dude's <laughs> just going to wear it on his forehead. For a $24 million thing, says, hey, man, come rob my head. Come on with yeah, it. Yeah, you know. I'm here. Like, it's not it's I not just, weaponized so you're good like yeah just rip it bruh oh i oh, saw man. that and i was like i don't care what's happening we could be going to war right now and i'll be like i don't want to talk about that right now i gotta talk <laughs> about uzi <laughs> and what this man thinking when he decided this man looks like an anime villain though bruh yes, have you does. seen Better? it yes <laughs> yes <laughs> He better not go anywhere near the hood ever. Yeah, Never. he got to stay Never. in the suburbs he now. He Forever. <laughs> Even in the suburbs, somebody gonna be like, "Hey, man, you want to sell me that? Sell me that gym? I stay inside. Yeah, I ain't leaving my house. No way. <laughs> I, I feel like he can cause like, like accidents on the road if the sun hits that jewel right. Yeah, he's gonna dog. start like blinding other drivers with it. It's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I just this is when you need real friends. Yes. Right? Like who's gonna be like, you know what, man? 
That was a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you did that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously, like who is in your circle? Who is in your circle that is sitting there watching somebody put a, a freaking $24 million diamond in the middle of your head and point out and be like, you know what, man? It's the best idea you've ever had. This is and it's not just a diamond. It's a bright fire. pink diamond. So like, like, why did you go with that of all choices? Why was that your choice? I I have no idea. Bro, Uzi has a rep. Uzi has a reputation of just doing and wearing the most out there stuff. So on one hand, it's not really that surprising that he would be the one to do something like this. But on the other hand, you just got to wonder why. Yeah, like why, what goes why? through someone's head where they're like, you know, I'm... I think today the plan is I'm getting a jewel <laughs> implanted in my forehead. Bro. You know? Like, like, I just, I can't get over the fact that I, I feel like he definitely was just watching the Avengers and he was like, hey, Vision looks kind of fly with that gym in his yep. forehead. I'm going to do the same thing. Like, I can't get over the fact that that had to be his thought process in all of this. It probably was. It had to be. It had to be. I just, oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my one thing I wanted to talk about more than anything. It's <laughs> you so, know, it's so frustrating, man. We got serious world events happening, and I was like, honestly, <laughs> if we don't talk about this, I don't want to pod. <laughs> I'm done. Saturday's not happening. Fair enough. Oh my god! Like, there's just so many things that keep happening every week. Like, this news kind of flew under the radar for me for half a second, but I'm glad that you brought it back up because the yeah, more you think to. about it, the dumber it gets. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's no explanation as to why to do this. Mm-hmm. There's no None. situation where this is a good idea. But see, this None is what happens, though. Whenever you take somebody out the hood, right, and you give them fame and, and power and lots of money, they don't know how to act. They don't yeah, know how clearly. to act. This may be the culmination <laughs> of it. Like this may be the absolute pinnacle of, of a Negro not really knowing like how to act when he got money. But I, I don't know. I just I can't fully wrap my head around that thought process. I just yeah we I just we know. can't really we can't understand that level because we're just like I said we're in a different tax bracket. Okay. You're in a different tax bracket, and that is you know issue and an idea that only comes at a certain level when you can actually have the resources to do such a thing, yeah. which we don't have. And I'm yeah. thankful for it, actually. Yeah, I feel like that kind of money brings on a certain level of boredom that you'd never experience where you're like, you know what? My life's not going to be complete until I get a $24 million diamond in my head. <laughs> That's you know, a fact. You know, in a in a morbid and selfishly morbid kind of way, I'm I w- would be curious to see like what exactly Julian would do if he had that type of money and all this time on his hands because younger Julian was like king of impulsivity, right? Like Not I just kind of I just kind of wonder like what you would do though. Mine would probably be like, oh, I bought a yacht, and you'd be like, you don't even like boats. Why did you do that? <laughs> Nah, man, the leader of Oanon has to have a yacht. You have to have a yacht. It, would, it wouldn't be like, let me get a jewel that looks like a weak point on a boss in a video game. 
I don't think very many people on this earth would have that the wherewithal to think this is what I'm going to do with twenty four million dollars. Not buy a house. Not I don't know what you can do. So many different things with twenty four million dollars. Like I feel like if I was in a circle, I'd be like, you could do that, or you could give me a raise. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's circle around to some other options here. What about kicking that to somebody else in your circle? You know what I'm saying? Split it up for the team, please. Oh, bro. That's probably what was going on, though. Like, people in a circle were probably, like, hoping for a raise, some sort of handout, you know, something. But they couldn't quite sway him without getting <laughs> kicked from the group, you know? Like, <laughs> yep. They couldn't he voice the concerns <laughs> too much, you know? Just, just imagine he the Uzi company newsletter. He's like, good news, everybody. And they're like, we're getting raises today, boys. And he's like, I got nope. a jewel embedded into my forehead. <laughs> And his team is sitting there like, are you serious? This This man put 20... Are you kidding me? (laughs) Don't let this man slip up. Don't let this man slip up. I'm reaching for it. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) He's gonna... He has put a target on his back. Well, more... No, no. On his head. Literally on his forehead. forehead. Yeah, that's a bounty right there. Yes, it is. Talking about price on my head, that's literally a price on your head. He better reference that diamond in every song for the rest of his career. For the rest of his days. He doesn't have a choice. Like, you have to. You can't ignore that. You have to. Oh, my God. I just don't understand it. But, I mean, I guess props to, to Uzi for having the gall to try and pull something like this off. He didn't pull it off. He didn't pull it off. If he, gets, if he pulls it off, he's going <laughs> to die. There it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> God, so many good puns with this. So many. <laughs> so many. I was hoping somebody would pick that up, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. So many good ones. Oh, man. I feel oh, like man. that's like the symbol of the pandemic is like, you know, we really tried. But uh, it just didn't turn out how we expected it to go, you know. <laughs> We put a lot of money in this thing, and it just wasn't successful. Yep, it just didn't work out the way we thought it would, but you know, is what it is. You know, right. we just got some like pink rock standing in the way. <laughs> oh my god! I need like in the future, I need history books to have an entire chapter over this decision on on Uzi's part. Like, yeah, I, I feel I like this is going to be in like those. uh psychological textbooks yes. <laughs> yep you know but the real question is what's the name of the chapter what is the name uh what do we call it um oh that's a good it's come to a head <laughs> it's come to a head <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one <laughs> diamond in the rough <laughs> 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 I am inevitable. <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my God, bro! <laughs> our our vision was twenty twenty on this one. Oh God! They said oh it takes God. about a year to heal too. Oh my God! Like, so honestly, and, when the, I'm sorry. Go it, ahead. If you hit it or anything and something happens to it, your body just rejects it. 
I don't like so he has what a death, exactly so was a death the, wish. What was the process to like get it stuck in his forehead? Like, did they like carve out a space in his skull or something? Uh, it says the needle pierces the skin and makes a 90 degree turn <laughs> and then emerges an inch ah. from where it entered. And that's how they connect it. Uh, uh, nope. 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 I don't like it. <laughs> There's no way, man. There's no way. I would never wake up on a Saturday and be like, you know what the plan is? I'm about to blow $24 million on a forehead piercing. <laughs> on a headstone. <laughs> Yeah, a headstone. <laughs> oh my god, that's the one. That's it right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that encompasses everything that we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good way to wrap that up, you know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> there it is. Oh, Open and closed. God. Oh my god. Okay. So Matt, you uh, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about Uzi Vert's gym situation that we can't even begin to imagine doing something like this with that type of money because we're in a different tax bracket, which makes yes, me think are. of the story that you wanted to talk about on this podcast. Yes. I'll let you go ahead and lead into that. Yes. So I was perusing the interwebs yesterday, and I came across a article that. Democrats are proposing $50,000 of student loan forgiveness, which would make 36 million borrowers debt-free. That's lit. Yes, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I read that. I read that. And what? Oh, What's happening? Oh, something happened. Yeah, I was like, "What just? Did you have a spiritual did you, did moment you, when you heard that?" Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you having a praise break? Like, oh, did I, did you no, a minute? <laughs> bro, bro. Okay, I'm so sorry. There's a video on the web page. It just started playing. I <laughs> and I was like, "Where that. is that coming from?" <laughs> web pages so like, that play video. Without the, you hitting play is the, the worst. worst. Especially the worst. when the video scrolls with you as you're scrolling down and it just scrolls you. Just like, they choose the, the loudest scrolling. video possible. Oh my god, and it's the, the worst most. stock music ever. So I was like, gee, gee, gee. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> like, leave my ears alone. <laughs> Golly. I'm not gonna lie, man. I thought your soul like left your body for a minute. I thought you were just that excited. I thought my soul left my body. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I am. (laughs) Like, I might as well. I honestly thought, like, I thought it was Julian. Someone opened the door in your house, and just a a wind just blew through, and a voice just carried on the wind. I was like, bro, what is happening over there? (laughs) I was like, what just? Like, who went outside? Yeah, my bad. Um, anyways, before we were rudely interrupted, the fact that this fifty thousand dollars in student loan cancellation it hasn't passed yet, 
but it is on the table and it would make 36 million borrowers debt free is insane. That's beautiful. That'd be a lifesaver. And also and also thinking that that many people have 50,000 plus student loan debt. So, yeah. That's I think the that's other crazy part. is like for some people they still have debt. Mm-hmm. That's what's those, crazy. I am not I'm not going to front. I'm one of those people. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. But, I got kicked out before uh, before I could do that. There it is. You delinquent. <laughs> no, Lucky. I didn't do anything delinquent, bro. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, sure. so what they did is they go, oh, you took these classes without paying. When I'm like, I know that you don't let me do the class unless I pay in advance. Like, that's how college works. Yeah. Yeah. And you boot me out in a week if I don't. <laughs> yeah. And so next thing I know, you know, I just, like, have $17,000 plus in debt and... Nothing to show for it. Sick. Yeah. Awesome. But I always said, I'm not paying that back. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how rich <laughs> I get. They're never getting it that. Great. <laughs> Taking it to the grave. I'm, I'm serious. I'm never paying that. I have not Sen- paid a dollar towards it. So Sen- thanks, Senior Joe Biden. over here. Senior <laughs> Petty Wap. Well, hey, it worked out for me. Look at all the money you guys wasted I guess paying so. this stuff off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Julian could turn into a, a quadruple billionaire and he still wouldn't pay it off. Bro, I'm about to make a TikTok about the success of money and I'll be like, just don't pay the debt and eventually it'll get canceled. It'll eventually just go away. <laughs> bro, Welcome don't broadcast TikTok. that. Don't do so that, unhealthy. bro. That's so unhealthy. So dangerous. That's toxic. Don't do that. You could get a lot of people in trouble like, man, so he's saying I shouldn't pay nothing. Bet I ain't going to pay nothing. Then you're gonna have a bunch of people with credit scores in the 300s. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> this be like, let me first say I'm not a financial expert, but this <laughs> is what works for me. That's how you weasel out. Lead off with that. Just like yeah. do it super fast at the end. I'm not a financial expert. This worked one time. It probably won't work for you. That's it. Yeah, it's like those it's like those side effect things on the on commercials where they say all the side effects really quickly and really quietly so Bro. you can't really understand it. Yeah, I'll be like, uh, look, let me tell I'll even say at the end I had to scratch and claw my credit score up from like a 400. Yeah. But I did it and I have not paid a dime. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's just going to only focus on the middle part of it. Yeah, they'll um, be like, "Oh, wow, we could do that too." Wow. Uh, Thanks, Joe Biden. That's base. Smile. That's crazy. (laughs) Smile. (laughs) Smile. On the real, though, thank you, Joe Biden, for actually attempting to do this. Hopefully, prayerfully, this actually passes because that would be huge for so many people. And, And not just like a, hey, I don't have to worry about this debt anymore type of way. But also in the, hey, now that I don't have this debt, I can go live my life. I can exactly. you know, try and do other things. And we might we might actually like see a lot of like surprising benefits for society in general because people aren't bogged down by all this debt. So we can use exactly. our credit scores to put a down payment on a diamond for our foreheads. <laughs> oh, hey, we what can a callback. Diamond industry because apparently that industry is what dying a callback. Because, you know, <laughs> millennials are killing that industry, so we can save it this way. Our credit scores there are about go. to shoot up, boys. Yes, sir. We're about up. to own a house, boys. Yeah. Until that market crashes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's a downer. That was a downer. But, but I mean, imagine, think of how many people are out there who are thinking like, who have businesses they want to start that have big dreams that they want to do for their lives. But then they have this huge thing of 
debt that's just hanging there that it's like okay i have to deal with this first so i can't really focus on what i really want to do and so this allows people to kind of move forward i feel like it allows people to move forward and especially for like millennials in the 20 25 to 34 range like who are trying to yeah. start families and stuff like that you know having this weight partially some people completely and some people partially like kind of lessened i think is going to be a big breath of fresh air i feel like especially with how we kind of got ropa doped when we were in high school you know because mm. like oh. everyone was like you know what the american dream is right you go to college graduate get a great job you're good to go and then we graduated, and they were like, oh, yeah, those jobs, you need experience yeah. for that. So, yeah. So, yeah, you, you need experience. Sick, not college. And we were like, what? <laughs> so I didn't, what? I don't get it. <laughs> like, you mean all this money I paid to go to school doesn't mean anything? And they're like, exactly. But don't complain, because, you know, I made it working at McDonald's back when gas oh, hey. was a quarter. <laughs> Oh my god! And the amount of money I had to pay for four years of college education was a hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, to one semester now. <laughs> yeah, like have you seen that video? There's like this viral video of this lady who was talking about she paid her debt, like she was paying her college loan debt, mm-hmm. and she realized all she'd paid is interest, and hadn't even scratched oh. the loan. Oh my god! And she'd been paying for years. Oh my goodness, bro! Just, like. There's, there's, honest to God, I don't think there's a bigger scam out there than than college debt. Like, you're asking 18-year-olds who, in all honesty, we all know, do not have the greatest decision-making skills to make the biggest choice of their life. Mm-hmm. Like, the, their ability to control impulses is, n- like, near non-existent. And yet we're like, hey, look for... 40 years into your future and decide right now here today, do you want to take this path or this path? Also, both of these paths are not great. We're just going to make one path seem like it's the way you're supposed to go. Yeah. And then they go, and before you even get to study that, you're going to do the same classes that you did your junior and senior year of high school all (laughs) over again. Yep. And you get to pay for it. Oh, and we're going to charge you through the nose for a bunch of quote-unquote amenities that will be built four years from now. So you won't actually get to use it, but, you know, you'll pay for it, and then somebody else will be able to use it a little bit afterwards. And then later in life, you'll realize that the thing that you went to college for, you don't even like. (laughs) Nope. You don't even like it. (laughs) You don't even like it. Like, oh, sick. I paid $100,000 to figure out that I don't like this. Hmm. Like Jaya School during the epidemic, increased tuition without any extra services. Are you serious? Yeah, they were like, guess what, guys? We know we're in a a global (laughs) pandemic, but guess what? You get to pay more tuition. What? (laughs) No. UTD. UTD. No. (laughs) And then when people ask why, why are we paying more? The answer is a magician never reveals his secrets. <laughs> exactly. Or, or they go with the parental, because okay. I said so. Oh, God. Because I said Ooh. no, I'm not paying. <laughs> it just, but it doesn't make any sense in the long, like, in the long view of things. Because, like, eventually, this is going to catch up with us, right? Like, all of this money that still has yet to be paid for all this, quote-unquote, education that we were supposed to get, 
that was supposed to help us get jobs and further this country, like none of that is actually really happening at the rate that it's supposed to be happening. And eventually it's just going to catch up with us. Like we're not going to, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're just strapping ourselves as a country to a boat that is sinking very, very fast, simply because that's the way that it was done before. That's why I think it's good what like Google's doing. Have you seen that they're doing their own kind of certification things in lieu of some yes, yes. college? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so like right now I know they have like an IT field. They're coming out with like project management and stuff like that. So if you're not trying to spend tens of thousands of dollars on an education at college, which you may not even get the greatest of, mm-hmm. you can just get this certification, not worry about wasting your time with like generals and stuff and get to working. Yeah. And that's that's good for the business side because then you know that the people since you created the curriculum, you know that the people that completed your curriculum can do the job that you want them to do. Yeah. Exactly. So there's no like the interviewing process will be even easier. Like and even as a consumer, you go through that process and you realize I don't really like this. You're not out as much money. So mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, I'm still good though. Or time. So I can Yeah, and yes, I still have time, time. So I can pivot exactly. to something else. And you're just learning options open you're learning directly applicable skills, which like, even though I'm I'm a teacher, I've been teaching for six years. I also understand that like there, there's a decent amount of information that students learn, uh, you know, during their high school careers and their middle school careers that they aren't necessarily going to use moving forward. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's not an indictment on learning in general, like learning, growing as a learner, growing as someone who can critically think and work well with others and communicate and, apply themselves uh, against deadlines and stuff like that. Like all those are, are hugely important skills, but being able to move past that, move on from that and get more specific with the skills that you're learning so that you can directly apply them right away makes more sense than what Julian was talking about, where, you know, you spend two years relearning the same stuff and then another two years kind of learning some things that you might use in this industry, maybe, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I find I've come to find like in a lot of fields, most of the time you can know more about it by just going out there and doing it, right? Than just mm-hmm. going to college. Like as someone who studied business in college, I'd have been better off just going to go be someone's assistant and learning that way than sitting in a class at eight a.m. on a Saturday morning. Mm. <laughs> but see, the problem is that was the worst. Yeah, eight a.m.s are always terrible. That was the the, worst. The problem with this like line of thinking and like this desire that we have is that those who are in the position of the haves, those who are in positions of power, they can create another glass ceiling for us by saying, "Hey, it's great that you applied yourself and like you've been working here for a long time and you know the ins and outs of the business," but quote unquote on paper you don't have the necessary qualifications because you didn't finish college or because you didn't get your master's degree. Like if they want that to be a part of their requirements for you moving up, then they can make it that way. And that's what they've been doing. So like for the most part, we're still kind of stuck. We're like, even though if we do get like that, that more um, applicable knowledge, you know, through certifications and all that type of stuff, like eventually we're still going to hit that ceiling. You know, like it, depending on what career you're in, you're in or what company you work for, like you're going to need that piece of paper, you know? Yeah. I mean, even even the process of getting that piece of paper, like just saying, hey, I have a degree doesn't always mean that you then have the requisite skills and 
problem solving ability to do a job that you're asked because let's be honest okay i went to smu and so i knew a lot of people who were involved in fraternities and sororities who got answers to a lot of the stuff that they were doing in their classes mm. so yeah you can go four years just doing that and then so you have the paper but you didn't actually do anything to earn that paper or not as much as the next person you find out when you get into the workforce like oh they have no clue what they're doing because mm -hmm. they've never had to actually try mm -hmm. so i have a catch 22 yeah i don't know man i just i that's would love I think to it's... see oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say that's why i think it's more of a who you know than a what you know kind of thing yeah, Which, like, right. the benefit of college is the networking that you get, right? That's, right. like, the biggest mm -hmm. benefit. And so I think that will, that kind of helps with, like, the upward mobility is if you can find a job at a place where you know somebody who, like, got you in there, normally you'd be mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Very true. I don't know. Suffice it to say, at least from my perspective, that, like, we could very seriously benefit as a country by intentionally reforming the way that we do things educationally and then of course in the the business sector and just careers in general like reframing our mindset about certain things and giving people more opportunities across the board can only be a good thing i think i yeah. agree agree because if we don't that's how you end up with more people with diamonds in their head <laughs> there it is there it is, <laughs> it's there it a is. Running theme. <laughs> yes it is that's the name of this podcast diamond in the head <laughs> <laughs> or put it on my headstone whatever oh headstones yeah it's the headstone yep. one. headstones yep. the little uzi vert story that's this <laughs> podcast <Yep. laughs> oh god i find it i find it interesting that like little uzi vert you know he's uh in that camp of people that like associates um like success with appearing to be successful you know like hey i have a 24 million dollar diamond stuck in my forehead ergo i am very successful <clears throat> but you have other people like tom brady who have like genuinely truly been successful basically their entire careers but unless you like know sports or you know something like that like you're not necessarily going to see him doing something like that over the top or that gaudy you know yeah i mean look at tim duncan Tim duncan's been very successful in his nba career bunch of championships bunch of money oh look at what this man was wearing in his like <laughs> yeah this man was his... frumpy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like it was so bad bro you look like a whole terrible bro. have you seen him you lately like Homeless. Yeah, 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 man. It's weird. It's weird, it's but I actually weird. like the look on him because I'm like, that actually seems natural for you. Yeah, I'm just like, it's just, it's weird because your whole playing career, you didn't have anything like this. None. And then as soon as you get out the league, you're just like, all right, time to let it loose. And then it's like, oh, okay, all that right, Timmy time, boy. boys. <laughs> Sick, bro. <laughs> So my head coach has dreads it's so Sick. weird it's so weird but i mean when he was at the height of his career homie straight up looked like he just dug something out of the back of like a you know, like a gap store and was like all right this is what i'm gonna wear 
I feel like he came to work as dressed as like the guy who did his laundry but didn't feel like folding that week, so he just reached in the laundry basket. Everything's just mad wrinkly. Yeah, it just showed up. He's like, I'm here. I'm here. Let's get let's get it going. And then he would put twenty eight and ten on your head. Yeah. Yep, and then go put and back on the same wrinkly clothes. Yep. Not say anything and just go home. Not say a word. Or if he did talk trash, it'd be something as simple as like, ooh, got you. And like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's teasing you. <laughs> I feel like his trash talk is good game. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes home. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Good job, bro. Like, oh my! See you next time. Forty and ten. Can you imagine how frustrating that must have been for like all these dudes who like think that they're gonna make their mark, make their name because they're gonna shut down Tim Duncan, you know? And they get all dressed up for the game. They got all their bling and crap on, and Timmy walks in looking frumpy, and he's like, "I'm gonna show this slow old man how to actually play basketball." And then the next thing they know, Timmy's dropped a, a double double in their head. He's hitting that same elbow bank shot. Oh my. <laughs> God, don't even get me started on that, bro. And over. <laughs> like, and that over. was the most annoying automatic shot I have ever seen in NBA basketball. It was just like nah, every time. Nah, nah hold up, Missed bro. One? Hold up, bro. As a Mavs fan, you got to have at least uh, some sort of caveat with that statement because Dirk's fadeaway is the most awkward shot. But the thing is, like, seen. that's kind of impressive because it's the one leg. Fade away. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, Tim, yeah, yeah. Tim is just standing there, gets it, just with the turns, rises up, bank <laughs> every time. Hand, you're like, is this his hands miss? are just like his arms are just straight, like just with the ball down, and he's just like slightly jabbing to the left or to the right, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just kind of like throws it at the backboard and it goes <laughs> in. You're like, are you kidding me? You're like, how? How the does that keep working? <laughs> He's got the ankles down. I was more confused with how Dirk kept making that shot over and over again. The percentages are so low on that. It's like, doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, he made a career out of it. So shout The thing out to that him. Dirk did that made me mad is he inspired Jokic to do his <laughs> other leg fadeaway, which just looks so awkward <laughs> doing it. And I'm like, how is this dude doing this? You can't let him get away with this. It's the wrong <laughs> leg. <laughs> He's just like off the right leg, just like ew. It's so gross, and he's like killing dudes, killing dudes, bro. The man is having an MVP. He's so good. Okay, no matter. So I have a question for you. So yes. Like I know you and and Brittany both, y'all both have a, a strong dislike of Ben Roethlisberger, and as far mm. as I understand it. For the most part, your ire with Ben is because he doesn't appear to be an athletic individual. Like, he just looks like a lump on two legs running around out there. And you don't understand how you can, like, be beating all these uber-athletic guys. So my question is, do you not have the same frustrations with someone like Jokic? Um, No, because, for one, Jokic has lost a lot of weight in the past year. So he's not as just blatantly large as he used to be and two he is super 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 skilled it makes sense somewhat that he's that good because he's such a great passer sees the floor well he can handle the ball and he's basically the linchpin of their entire offense Mm. with ben roethlisberger (laughs) 
He looks like a statue he trying to run. Is, he's just a lump that's just kind of there. And you, I've for 10 years, I watched people grab this man and he just kind of shimmies a little bit and then just they just kind of fall off. And I'm just like, I don't understand how you made it this far, sir, because you. <laughs> Oh God! You know what plays sticks are not athletic. Do you remember when they were playing the Colts before they went to the Super Bowl? When the Colts' defense is just running the ball back, and Ben's looking over both shoulders, trying oh, to dog, tackle. Yes. <laughs> He's like, how did you make yes. this play? <laughs> Jerome Bettis fumbled at the goal line, and the Colts picked it up and started running, and then. Ben Roethlisberger's change of direction is trash. So he's just, just running, looking over can't both even, shoulders. Just can't even keep up. And one cut, he gets juked and he falls. And then he just like reaches out his his log of an arm and then just kind of sweeps at the dude's feet and he falls. And I'm like, yeah, you got lucky, sir. Yeah, it's just like, how? How? So, Oh my god. I'm here for the Roethlisberger slander. I just wanted to hear you Wait, say it out loud. Why does Britney not like Ben Roethlisberger? Like, what's her literally, reason? Literally the exact same he's reason. Also he's also a woman. Awkward. Well, yeah, that's well because he's awkward and he's slow and appears unathletic and people can't tackle him. So she gets really frustrated because he's she's like, he's slow. Why can't you catch up to him? And then when they catch up to him, they can't tackle him. He's like, oh, my God, he's just fat. That's why they can't I feel like him. that whole quarterback draft class was just like a bunch of awkward dudes. You have yeah, him, Eli. Eli, and Philip Rivers with the worst throwing motion I've ever seen. <laughs> Every time he throws the ball, I get mad. And the most trash-talking white quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. He talks so much trash. And then Eli, everyone's like, oh, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. When I saw Eli, (laughs) except for two seasons, (laughs) which even during the regular seasons, he wasn't good. He was was trash. Okay, as a Washington football team fan, I watched this man basically his entire career. He was not good. His team happened to get hot at specific moments in the playoffs and their running game, their defense was absurd. And then the man just pulled a pass out of his butt cheeks that sealed <laughs> the victory for him. Like sensing some salt. Yeah, just a little bit. I saw this bit. man throw like twenty six interceptions in a season. Oh my! Like God. he was throwing interceptions to D'Angelo Hall and making him look like a Pro Bowler. Like, come on, man. <laughs> he was like Jameis, basically. Yeah, I was he like, was. he was Jameis. He was Jameis level, except he just didn't get like, benched. Yep. Nope, he did not. Well, he did get benched for Geno Smith for one game. Gino, oh my God. Yeah, Geno. Don't get me started on Geno. Please. Geno shit, Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Every time this man stepped in the game, something bad happens. <laughs> Every single time. Bro, Gino. when he stepped in his locker room, something bad happens. <laughs> yeah, man. Geno. Oh, my God, dude. That dude oh. was so bad. <laughs> okay, Julian. Julian. <laughs> Who do you hate more, Geno Smith or Tim Tebow? Geno Smith. Oh, my God. See, here's the thing. I didn't like how Tebow kept getting all the credit for these wins when his defense was playing God-tier defense. 
because yeah. like this man won a game completing two passes, bro. And they're like, look at Tebow. He completed two passes, man. Two. You know? Like his, his defense was so good. Okay, so, so good. that's why you hate Tebow. But like what exactly did Geno Smith do to you, man? Bro, he's so bad. I was saying that before he came out. I was like, this man is trash. He struggled against Texas Tech in college. Have you seen those teams play defense? <laughs> they still the don't play defense. Yeah. yeah. The no entire the Big, Big 12, 12 doesn't play defense. None of them. None of them. All their games are like 65 to 63. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they really are, though. And so if you struggle against those defenses, you're not good. I don't care what anyone says. You're not. And plus, he went to West Virginia. Like, it should have learned from Pat White that quarterbacks that go to West Virginia, they look good in that offense, but they're not actually good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, Pat White they get was to the unbelievable. <laughs> oh, he was a monster. <laughs> he was a he monster. Was I was hoping he'd be good, man. I was like, please. Bruh. And he got in the league and was trash. He was a trash can. <laughs> Bro, that whole offense, Pat White, Steve Slayton, and Tavon Austin oh, was my God. unreal. So good, bro. Dude, they were unreal. That's why no one could play with them in the NCAA football game. Yeah, they were a cheat code. They were a cheat code. The thing that I would have been interested in is had the NFL offenses been how they were now back then, how he would have done. Instead of Ooh. them just being like, you ain't doing that running stuff here, boy. <laughs> you know, if they'd have done what the Ravens do for Lamar Jackson, yeah, exactly. right, bro. Yeah, that's fair. He would have been successful. But then he went to the. He, you should have known when he went to the Dolphins that it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, because at the time they were a complete yeah. crapshoot. So yeah, yeah. went to the worst possible situation. Poor guy, man. Jared, I want to if we can. Yeah. I want to circle back to your Baker Mayfield take from last podcast. Uh, remind me of the take I slept since then. Basically, you said Baker Mayfield's not good. Yeah, you uh, did. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah. I defended Baker. Did. Yes, you did. You did. Okay, so allow me to clarify. I think Baker has talent that will put him in the category of, like, above average game manager. I think he's a good athlete. I think he has a strong arm. He can make basically every throw that you ask him to. But once it comes down to it, if you're handing the keys over to him, you'd be like, hey, go out there and be Peyton Manning. Go out there and be Pat Mahomes. Like, he's not going to be able to do that. The reason that the Browns had success this year was because they stopped doing that. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have two of the best running backs in the entire league. Let's hand the ball to them. And then all of a sudden, they started winning games. To That's be fair, the Colts were doing that when they had Edger and James, too. Well, yeah, that's true. I'm but just I'm saying, just say- like, your expectations are so – you're like Pat Mahomes. He's not going to no, be Pat like, Mahomes. I'm, I'm, you know how high bar is? No one I'm, said I'm he was going to be Pat Mahomes. I'm drawing the example, though, because what they were doing was treating him as if he was. I'm not saying that he ever would have hit that level. I'm saying the way that the Browns are running their team and running their offense was, hey, you should be able to run it just like these guys do. Maybe not as prolifically, but like we're trusting you to lead the entire offense and we're going to be pass first. As soon as they stopped doing that, they started winning games. I would argue that I think 
that. I don't think the I don't think the Browns are going to be a run first offense. I think I think Baker Mayfield they can be a pass first offense. I think it changed not so much when they stopped running the stopped throwing so much and running the ball, but I think it changed when Odell got hurt because mm-hmm. I think at the time Odell's a number one receiver. They paid a lot of money and a lot they gave up a lot for him. Mm-hmm. They're like he needs to get the ball, and so I think Baker was pressing. I think he was trying to force the ball to Odell because he's this number one wide receiver. And to Odell's credit, he never like made a big deal about it. He wasn't out here like, give me the ball now. Like he got that rep for in New York. Yeah. But he never he was trying to get the dude the ball, and rightly so, because he's that good. But if it's not there, it ain't there. So I mean that's when, that's true. But Odell got true, hurt. That- like he then became the offense became more of what he did at Oklahoma where he's spreading the ball around to a bunch of different guys. Mm. And so that's when they really their their offense became more diversified. And so whereas I don't think I don't think I don't think Baker Mayfield should be throwing it 40 times a game. I don't yeah, think absolutely. very many quarterbacks should be throwing the ball 40 times a game except mm. for Mahomes and like Rodgers or something. Even yeah. Russell Wilson when they started asking him to throw 40 times a game, they kind of started dipping. So and you're so, you're you're basically saying the same thing that I'm saying, just with less, like, I, I don't think it's as good. Yeah. It's vitriol. <laughs> yes, because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, even if he was trying to force the ball to Odell or not, like, they were losing games when they were asking him to throw the ball 40 times a game. But as soon as they became more diversified or when they started running the ball more instead of throwing the ball more, that's when they started to win games. Well, I think the play calling changed too, right? So – Baker Mayfield excels in the play action pass game, right? Mm, right. And he has an issue where when he drops straight back because he's short, like he doesn't have that Drew Brees tippy toes where he can just throw it over people. He gets a lot of balls batted down. And so what they started doing was they started moving him outside the pocket and he became a lot more successful in that way. Mm. True. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he, I mean, the, the year he did that whole thing against Ohio State and planted the flag. I know I you didn't that. like him for it. I loved it. I loved it for one because he won the Heisman. It. He won the Heisman that year, so he was the guy that year. Yeah. Two, and I think there was chatter going back and forth on both sides because I think Ohio State had beaten them the pri- previous year. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. were talking sure. a bunch of crap. For so sure. Big was like, all right, bet. But see, like, I, I know some people like that. <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't really like that moment. Um, but it's not as if that was like the only moment Baker had, like Baker got fined for grabbing his balls and doing a choking uh, sign to, I think it was like Texas tech. Yeah. And then against TCU, like he freaking injured a guy during warmups because he drilled him in the side of the head with a football because uh, they decided instead of warming up in their normal area, they decided to warm up right in front of where TCU is supposed to come out of their tunnel. And as they were coming out of their tunnel, the dude drills a guy in the side of the head during warmups. So that's, like that's really Baker good. did a lot of crappy things. Yeah, uh, those weren't he, great, but the flag. Yeah, I will, I will agree. I mean, I mean the, the flag, sure, like whatever. But like that was just like the last thing that he did or one of the last things that he did. So at that point, I was like, I already don't like this guy. Like he's already full of it. So whatever. I won't argue. He's he's had like his first two years. He had some a lot of missteps, especially with the media. But I think that, especially this year, I think he got a lot better with that and just focusing on football. I just think that 
people were giving him a lot of crap for things that if it were somebody else, they wouldn't really care that much. And I think people were starting to nit there. People were starting to nitpick. Yeah, I think I can, I can give you the nitpick, but I don't know if people would have ignored it if it was somebody. People else. are out here like, skip Bayless. It could have been anybody, and I would have been like, "That's not cool what you're doing or saying, bro." Like, at least for me, I wouldn't have given anybody else a password. It's not like just because it's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield showed me who he was at that point in time, and until this past year, he hadn't really matured past that point. So, the other thing I needed to ask was, uh, as you know, there's a monumental trade in the NFL. Mm. And I know Mm -hmm. we talked about last week how excited you were about (laughs) the Redskins. I mean, the Washington football team possibly getting him. Mm. And I mean, am I bummed? Yeah, kind of. But seeing how much was given up. For him, I think we might have dodged a bullet. Um, as long as like we're doing the absolute best that we can to become a better team and not mortgage our future, I'm cool with what happens. Because like even with all of our troubles and whatnot, we have a good amount of young talent on our team, and I would really love for us to con- continue to like build through the draft. Um, <clears throat> so I think you know the QB decision is going to be important. But if they're giving up that much for Stafford, then it's probably best that he didn't end up coming to us. I think the reason they gave up so much was because Jared Goff's contract is insane. Yeah. yeah. It's a not a good contract. Yeah, like it's it's not – it's kind of like Russell Westbrook's contract and that it's just not very good or smart. And to be fair, the Rams were probably one of the best teams for him to go to because I oh, think yeah. the Rams mm-hmm. – first of all, their defense is insane. Second of all – I think offensively they have two good running backs that they could that he can that Stafford can give it to, and on the outside they have good weapons with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, who's a free agent, so who we'll see if he stays. But I think that the Rams are ready to win now. Yeah, and so yeah, they needed a guy like Stafford to kind of hit, hopefully get him over the hump, who could do mm-hmm. a little more like better throwing the ball. Um, so he was probably the best situation for him to go to, to be fair. My only concern I is he's kind of injury prone. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's, a, I know the past season he didn't get injured. And I think it was the season before that, too, that he wasn't injured, if I'm not mistaken. So he sh- hopefully, maybe, is past that. Fingers crossed. But we'll see. He's also never had a good O line in Detroit. True. So. True. That is very true. Very true. And his coach this time is actually a good a one. Good coach. <laughs> <laughs> this man hated that last coach so bad he said, I'm not oh going to New England. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> he said, do not. Like, I will go anywhere but New England. <laughs> That's saying Dang, something because that means he'll even go to like the Jets. Yeah. Who have nothing but draft picks and a lot mm. of capital. Still. Yeah. It's definitely going to be an interesting offseason for sure. I'm very curious to see who goes where because we, we could see a lot of quarterbacks moving, man. I'm yeah, still excited for Deshaun Watson to see where he goes. Me too. Man, I'm really curious. I'm, I'm torn because of who I'm dating, but I'm really curious. I mean, look, yeah. she should start mourning now and just 
You know what I'm saying? Just come to grips with it. She's had nothing but morning. Y'all tell her that. (laughs) Y'all can have fun with that. I mean, like, I feel like after Hopkins left, like, you should just know this was going downhill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know. The way that he left, bro. Ay, ay, ay. That was garbage. In a way, I kind of wish that Bill O'Brien was still there because I feel like Washington might have a shot at convincing him to give us Deshaun Watson for a seventh rounder pick. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you a seventh for Deshaun Watson. We'll be like, deal. Sounds good. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Wow, that's that's actually that's actually uh, lower than I was expecting. Yes. That's cheaper than I thought. All right. I was going to give you him for like a hundred bucks, but you know, I'll take the pick. I'll take the seventh rounder for sure. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just fleece them out of a pick. <laughs> Got them. <'em>. Got them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll probably put an offer in for that guy. That had to play quarterback for the Broncos when all their quarterbacks oh my God, were out. The, oh, man. The wide receiver. The, wide yeah. receiver, the practice like, I squad. I saw potential in that boy. It's like, damn, <laughs> <him> up. <laughs> yeah. Give that man a contract. He's a baller. <laughs> so years, this man's at Alabama now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many recruits are going to end up just leaving now that he's there. I think the Nick Saban influence. Yeah, he's of, enough to kind of curb that. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, he hired Steve Sarkeesian, who was like yeah. coaching drunk. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good mm-hmm. God. That was a messy situation. <laughs> yeah. Like. I really hope he stays off the bottle in Texas. Yeah. Texas, man. It's been a long time since they've been good. We're back. No, you're not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll be like, well, I don't know. You're as back as UNC and Duke are this season in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so bad. I told you, I saw, like, you know where they do that game preview where they're, like, showing the star? Yeah, they showed mm-hmm. some dude. I don't even remember his name, and they're like, he gets seven rebounds a game, and I was like, <laughs> yikes! It's like, oh, so that's that's the level we're at right now. Oh, how the Claire to watch. <laughs> Claire to watch. He averages seven and four. It's like, uh... watch this guy jump and grab the ball off the backboard, boys. <laughs> at most I'm... seven times. <laughs> You were expecting buckets? Not at all. Yep. <laughs> we don't do that Pure here. Pure rebounding, baby. Speaking of buckets, Matt, you know I had to bring this up. We got to talk about what happened to your Mavs, bro, when they played the Warriors, homie. Freaking Kelly Oubre dropped a 40-piece on you guys. A 40-piece. Just... Talk to me about that. Like, how much pain are you feeling about the situation? See, so here's the thing. My Mavericks have this way of allowing guys to get in rhythm, okay? <laughs> they have this this thing where when guys play them, if they haven't, they haven't been able to hit the backside of a barn all year, then they play the Mavericks, and all of a sudden – they become the third Splash Brother, and I don't understand why <laughs> that happens. Kelly Oubre has been shooting abysmally big, big ricks, bricks yeah. all <laughs> year. 
they like the first 10 games he had hit like four threes (laughs) and you're just like this man can't shoot and then all of a sudden he hits like seven threes against the mavericks and drops 40 points on them and i just don't understand what the deal is right now i don't know why the mavericks are not better than they are they should be way better than they are i mean you guys are sitting at like 14 right yeah, we're like the we're almost we're like third to last in the West. We're like eight and fourteen. My hypothesis about that is I noticed that Luca showed up this season a little pudgy, out of shape. Yes, yeah, you know. But so he's you been work playing his way into shape, and he's and, still having like numbers wise, he's still having a great year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, and no Seth Curry. You know, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I think we're seeing the effects of that definitely for sure. I think he played a huge. He played such a huge role for us last year, especially in that uh, series against the Clippers. God, I was rooting for the Mavericks so bad in that round. Oh, I was rooting so hard. I I, mean, I stand by. If KP so had not gotten hurt, we would have. They'd won. When, oh yeah. When Luca hit beat that game winner, bro, I screamed louder I, than when the Lakers won the finals, bro. I yes, was so, <laughs> I was so hyped. I, I was like, like let's people go. up. I was like, let's go. You know what sucks about that? Because that game, I was watching it and we were getting smacked. So I turned it off and went to bed. Oh. <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and was scrolling through my gram. And I just see Luca hits the buzzer beater for the win in overtime. And I'm like, huh? It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I was surprised you went to bed that night, Matt. I'm not going to lie. No, I'll I be real. Like, I know how that feels when your team's just getting smacked. I and you're like, I can't take bro. this anymore. I can't take yeah. it anymore. It was just bad. It was bad possession after bad possession, and they just weren't playing defense. I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know exactly how that feels. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I walk away from my yeah. computer as a whole. I'm like, I can't do this. I do that like hand wave, and I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. Yep. I do the hand wave, too, just <laughs> yeah. like wave it at the team. Yep. <laughs> I'm done. Right. I'm at least out. I could get through some amount of time watching your team i didn't even start off watching my team i'm like i'm done before the game even starts i'm like i know y'all gonna lose so i'll see y'all next time i feel so bad for bradley beal bro i feel so bad all those pictures of him just like sad on the bench yeah his body language is terrible terrible i feel so so bad. bad for him homie is doing his absolute best and it's just not working like i i honestly i hope he leaves I hope he leaves and, and finds success elsewhere because he's too good to just be he's just on being a trash team right like now. He's just giving yeah. his prime up, bro. I feel so bad for him. I mean, I feel sorry for him, but then on the other side, I'm like, you signed that contract knowing what they were. You signed it. I think he was going to do, that, do thing that where you like, you know, you start causing issues and they trade you, like James Harden <laughs> did. Mm-hmm. But he's still being a good strike soldier. Me as that kind of guy. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be traded. I'm like, come on, man. Just come, come on. Bro. Yeah, it's like, just <laughs> lying. Be you're lying. You want to get out of here, man. I can like, you can't and tell can't me that and you. then look the way you look while you're sitting on the bench. <laughs> exactly, bro. Like, do you see the clips of him just like standing in the corner when he's not getting the shot? He's literally just standing there, like knees are not bent. <laughs> Arms are not ready. He's not looking like at the play at all. I saw like, one where they like, called timeout and everyone's in a huddle and he's just sitting by himself. <laughs> oh, he was like he was like twenty feet away. And yeah, I was like, like oh, bro. Was, like you can't God, tell me bro. that you wanna be here. <laughs> can't do it, bro. I'm looking at this clip 
you don't want to be there. Like, <laughs> don't, don't lie. Don't. Come on. <laughs> Do not lie. Oh, God. Oh, me. Well, he's, he's kind of sitting, he's just sitting in the corner watching Russell Westbrook cross over his way into another bricked elbow shot. I saw a stat the other day that he had shot like 193 shots and had 193 total points for the season. <laughs> Bro, yo, I hate it Russ. so much. Russell Westbrook, I, I hate it so much. I knew, I, and I went on record saying you did that I would take John Wall over Russell Westbrook. I went on record saying that, and look how it turned out, bro. You did. I knew Russell Westbrook I mean, wasn't gonna be good. I knew he wasn't gonna be good when last year against the Lakers in the playoffs, this man had like eight points in the fourth quarter and was saying, "Y'all better double me." Oh, yeah. I remember that. (laughs) Come on, bro. Bro, you like one for 14. (laughs) Get out of here. Oh, my God, bro. I've just, besides Rajon Rondo, I haven't seen a point guard with a shot this broke, like, maybe ever. Like, it didn't even get any better. That's the thing. No, it's never improved. Like he's and just he's bad at layups. <laughs> like, I, how are you bad at layups when you're that athletic and you can literally punish the rim whenever you want to and you're not playing the second night of back-to-backs? How are you going to miss layups? I... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is good therapy, bro. Just let it out. Yeah, just getting it over with, bro. Just let it out, man. God, bro. I just don't want this bum dude off my team. <laughs> I want him off my team. Like... I don't care what you got to do. I don't care who you got to blackmail. I don't care what you got to give underneath the table. Just get him off the team, bro. And take Scotty with them. Because Scotty is trash. Dude, you might as well have a chair out there as head coach, bro. Like, he doesn't do anything like, hey, Russ, why don't you go miss another layup? Russ is like, all right, coach. Like, oh. Oh, God. I'm crying, man. Like how are you gonna how are you gonna trot out Thomas Bryant as your starting center? And be like, yeah, we're good. We'll just get Robin Lopez to back him up. What? Oh man. Oh god. Oh, god, this is why KD never want to come back home because he knew y'all were trash. He knew it. He knew it. Didn't even give y'all a meeting because he's like, no, you're bums. You're bums. You're trash. That's weird. God. Freaking. I saw, mad, an <laughs> I saw on Instagram this, like, somebody proposed a trade of, like, the Mavericks should trade for Russell Westbrook. I was like, nope. Yeah, no one wants that. No. 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 Honestly, no I want. That. Absolutely not. I want Bradley Beal to go to the Mavs, bro. I feel like man, that was, I swear to fire. Man, if that happens. Oh, my God. I want him the to because, like, I love the Western playoffs. I just love how good they are. Mm-hmm. They're always so exciting. They're so good. Always. Even when you're like, this isn't going to be a very good matchup. Like the Nuggets last year, I was like, oh, this team's out. And then all of a sudden, they're three wanting teams. Yeah, and then Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray are just trading 50 burgers God, every game. I'm like, oh, my God. So good. So good. This is going off. <laughs> I need more of that. Then on the East, you know, yes. it's going to be pretty run of the mill. We pretty yeah. much know what's yeah. going to happen here. We're going to see Giannis not shoot. All he can do is really dunk. <laughs> Versus KD. 
Uh, we might have a surprise from the Heat again if they ever get their act together. Bro, they're playing pretty uh, bad right now. They're playing pretty bad. Although the Sixers might end up taking their spot because the Sixers, the Sixers are, are playing, good. Sixers are playing really well. They're playing really well. Yeah. Every time See, Ben Simmons you. pulls up for three, I just you know you know like you get that feeling like this could probably go in. I don't even yeah. think that. I'm like just start running back on D man. Like yeah, <laughs> don't I, get the rebound. <laughs> I mean he. Left-handed shooting, left-handed shooting always kind of looks strange to me for some reason. With when when Ben Simmons shoots, it just like that's the pinnacle of like the left. Like that's what I picture when I think of like left-handed shooters, and that looks weird. Like that's bro, what I picture in my head. Bro, you really saying this when Julian is on this podcast and Homie was like the sharp shooter for our team? Amen. I said it looks weird. That's no, all it I does said. look weird. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know ben why. I don't know just... why though. Ben Simmons should just be the stereotype, grow some dreads so everyone knows he can't shoot. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Big black yeah. dudes, 6'5 and up with dreads, can't shoot. They can't. No. Because when they jump in the air, the dreads get in the way. Yeah, they're like cursed. <laughs> they're they, can't like, see, <laughs> they can't see the ba- see the hoops. They're like, ah, shoot. You and see them start going ball. up for three, you're like, we're good. Like, get back. <laughs> Let's run. <laughs> <laughs> we good. Fast break time. Get out on the wings. Yep. Let's go, 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 go. Outlet, outlet, outlet. Outlet, outlet. <laughs> it's just, I can't think of one. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a bucket. Because <laughs> it's true. Oh, wait. Chris Copeland. Copeland? I haven't really seen him play. He he's play, He played a while ago. He's not. He's not really in the league oh, anymore. He played yeah. for the Knicks for a while. Oh, yeah, 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 this yeah, dude yeah, wore okay, a headband okay. over his ears. Yes. Yeah. 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 Bro, yeah. can someone please explain to me what D'Angelo Russell is doing with his headbands? Bro. Like, why? 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 He looks. He looks dirty. I don't know what he's doing, man. I. T- I don't know. Very dirty. I don't know what he's doing. It's so. Hey. He's doing with his dreads in general. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't know, man. Like, it just he looks unfinished. Like everything just looks unfinished, and it drives me nuts. Yeah, he looks like NBA 2K is making a player model, and they just were like, "We'll get back to this." Yeah, it's like, eh, this isn't that important. <laughs> we'll just leave it. Yeah, like, eh, we'll get back to this. Then they put out the yeah. game. And they're like, "Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, we forgot, we forgot the dreads. Oh. <laughs> we gave him four. It's like, it's like." <laughs> That will it'll still sell. $60. He's not like he's super good anyway, so Yeah, it's just like ah, it's fine. <laughs> Especially now that he's in the West. Yeah, man. Oh or back D-Lo. in the West, I guess. D Jesus. What was your experience with D as a Lakers fan when he was on the this the Lakers for the first two years of his career that tumultuous time i'll be honest with you those were some yeah. of the most frustrating years of my life i that was number two pick after number two pick and i was like oh lonzo with this weird shooting motion that'll be great not who i really wanted here but you know it is what it is and we're just losing and losing and losing and losing and I couldn't talk. Like, I put my Lakers gear up. I was, like, just wearing it in my house. Couldn't wear it outside. Nope. Everyone would be like, oh, why are you wearing that? The only <laughs> good experience I had was when Kobe hit 60 in the last game. 
on like oh, eight million good. shots, but it was still like yeah, he, like he was he was he was putting it up. But he was that, and everyone was like, "Go ahead, brother, yeah. you got it." That that game was great. Yeah, that was epic. D'Lo was so frustrating, and then he left, and then he was getting better, and I was a little frustrated that now he decided he wanted to play well. But you know, at least Lonzo's not like a superstar, so. Oh, yeah. yeah, Brandon Ingram's a little that's frustrating what? for me because I actually liked him. Yeah, that's the yeah. one though, because that dude one. actually he's got skill. Yeah, I like him a lot. Him yeah. and um, he's on the Knicks. I forgot his name. Julius Randall. Yeah, I like Julius Randall a lot. I root for him. He's from the Dallas area, bro. I liked him yes, a lot. Sir. I was like, we should... he's playing pretty well. I'm happy for him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had a great year so far. He's balling. He's always been like pretty good, at least number what numbers wise. Yeah. But the thing was he had this really weird pension to just drive into very crowded areas and have no plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you just lower his head, just drive into the middle of a defense, and then he'd look up and there's no options and he'd just kind of throw yeah. it at the rim at that point. Yeah, that part was so, frustrating. But you know, I was like, he'll probably learn. Yeah, he'll he'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll learn eventually. And it seems like he's figured it out. So I'm happy for him, even though, you know, I'm not even sad he's not on my team now because my team's good, but, you know, I was for a while. All right, we should probably uh, wrap this up. Uh, Julian, you already used your weird uh, news story. Do you have another one? No, I was just excited that uh, NCAA football is coming back. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Thank God. I was so excited because, like, the right. last time I played, I wasn't really paying attention. I did that thing where you, like, create yourself and you max yourself out, and you're yeah. going to, like, recruit yourself, and my yeah. character went to a different school. <laughs> <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said, said nope. oh, you <laughs> you built me? Appreciate it. But I'm going to go over here, though. I'm going to Alabama, <laughs> boys. I was like, what? Man, that's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I, no <laughs> I, was like, I, I thought you were supposed to choose me. <laughs> God, that's so funny. Oh, God. Uh, the only thing that sucks about it is that it's going to be on next-gen consoles only. It's not even going to like make it to PC. So now I like... I kind of have to mm-hmm. get it, and that pisses me off because, like, that's five hundred bucks, bro. Yeah, they don't make so they don't I'm make this decision about that. easy yeah. for anybody. They don't. They do not. Why couldn't y'all just just do all of us an actual solid, bro? Like, put it on PC, put it on last gen and new gen. Like, come on. It's because they know we're anticipating it. They know yeah. we want it, and so therefore they're gonna make it. You can only get it a very specific way. And you know they're going to, like, bundle it, too, to make it easier. They're going to be like, buy the bundle. Oh, my God. I hate them. No, I I don't want This is, like, the most NCAA (laughs) thing ever. Be like, oh, you guys have been clamoring for this thing for so long. Well, we're not going to give it to you until the world hits a pandemic. Everyone's out of a job. And then we're going to be like, yep, you can only get it on the newest gen consoles that are 500 bucks. Before you, you buy go. this seventy dollar game, because game prices increase ten dollars. Yep, that's true. Oh, that's true. yes, they did, yep. and it's stupid. God. I'm just gonna make friends with someone who, who has a lot of money, so I just be like, all right, I'm gonna play on your system. Yeah, do that. Yeah, see, if, see if see if David Dobrik will buy it for you. 
David Dobrik, what? Just like become friends with them for a few months and then be like, yo, my birthday's coming up. Uh, really wish I could right? afford a PS5, rich friend. Thanks, man. One month later, I think we're take, getting taken in different directions. I'm going to have to. Um, Can we take no, it in different directions good. after May 5th, please? <laughs> Can I get a severance package? Is there a severance for being a part of this little crew you guys have going? You know, on? I lost all my money uh, holding stock with GameStop. So yeah, could so you, you kick know. me some for a PS Five. Are you still holding holding your stock? Uh, no, no, not all you of it. Out? Not all of it. I cashed out some of it. Oh, did you get GameStop stock? GameStop stock, Julian? Yeah, and then I left like a hundred dollars in, and so I had like a share left, and then mm-hmm. it tanked. It it tanked. Oh, unfortunate. Because you know Robinhood wouldn't let anyone buy. They let you buy one yep. share a day for all of last week, so it tanked. Messed up. So ironic. All right, Matt, you got a a weird story to share? Weird story. Uh, I have one that's think definitely so. a little odd. At least this headline is odd. You tell tell us yours, and then all right, we'll see where that goes. So, um, this one the the byline is it's a prickly situation. So here's the headline: uh, New Zealand sentences cactus smuggler caught with nine hundred and forty seven plants strapped to her body. What? Wait, nine hundred and forty seven. So New Zealand authorities have sentenced a woman who tried in 2019 to smuggle nearly 1,000 cacti and succulents into the country by strapping them to her body. The woman, who's I'm going to mispronounce her name, um, Wen Queen Lee, uh, 38, pleaded guilty to violating biosecurity laws after she was caught twice with plants and seeds at Auckland International Airport when returning uh, home to the city from China. Uh, she was sentenced to intensive supervision for 12 months and 100 hours of community work. Uh, yeah, so on March 24, 2019, uh, she strapped stockings containing 947 succulents and cacti valued at over $10,000 to her body and attempted to bring them into the country. What? That's so oh, random. <laughs> what? That's the most... It's so random. Like, How did she not think she was going to get what? caught smuggling them? I have no idea. No <laughs> Forget idea, that. Bro. Why are you doing this? I mean, okay, grant, okay, if they're worth $10,000, okay, fine. But if she had 947, which is almost 1,000 of them, mm-hmm. that means they were each worth like 10 bucks. So what <laughs> Yeah, like what, what are you, you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> That's you, not worth it at you, all. Did you buy these? In a separate incident on July 23rd, 2019. Separate incident? Yes, separate incident. Lee was was found in possession of 142 seeds hidden in a package iPad cover in her luggage. She was also carrying plant pots and ornaments, uh, which were found to contain a snail and pieces of a tree fern. Uh, They were wrapped in moldy wet paper, which was also a potential source of disease. So she's a kleptobotanist. Something basically. like that, bro. And she was trying to sneak it into a, a, a nation that has some of the world's strictest biosecurity laws. <laughs> like, what? What? Is it just for the challenge? Like, what? Is this I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to try to sneak. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna try and sneak a thousand plants into a country that has the most strict biosecurity laws. What's gonna happen? I don't know. Tune in next time on my YouTube channel. Like, what do you like and subscribe? Yeah, like, subscribe, turn notification bells on. Like, what are you? What? What are you doing? I feel like this pod started and ended with the same question. Why? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? <Yeah. laughs> Maybe that should be the name of the podcast. Yeah, just, just why? Why? <laughs> like, who? I don't understand the purpose of bringing that many cacti in. I don't. I, who knows? Like, what was she gonna do with all that once she got through? Who knows? Was she gonna sell it to the high, quote unquote highest bidder? Like, I don't. Is there a market for this? Yeah, I, don't I didn't know get that it. like cacti were that high in demand. Yeah, I was like, is this a like? Do you have like a secret meeting where you're gonna like auction this stuff off? Who knows? It's weird. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, that's uh. It's my weird story for the day. Yeah, I think we. That's that's. That was weird. definitely weird. Like you, that lived up to the billing. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly did. <laughs> what is oh, that? Oh my god. That's gonna be sticky. Right. So are we calling it? I think that was a good way to wrap it. This is All an right. hour and sixteen minutes, and I don't have to edit it because we didn't really mess up. Lit. Nice. Well, always remember everybody that he subtweets i'm therapy shout out to matt for joining us on the pod also yeah. shout out to the people who changed the hollywood side to uh hollywood bro do you know hollywood. who that was you know who did that who? you know that streamer tifu was it tifu he brother. did it <laughs> are you serious yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? yeah bro <laughs> it's his brother bro what his brother's doing it for a youtube video <laughs> What? Yeah. That's incredible. Holly Boob. I'll send you the wow. link for it. I'll send you like a link about it. All right, bet. <laughs> Two videos be got people going wild. It does, man. We got to talk about social media. Come on next week and we'll talk about social media. 100%, bro. Please, yes. Please. So much to unpack there. Yeah, we'll do that next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right.